Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This episode, I, <laughs> I'm i laughing because I just got off and I got emotional at the end. I literally almost cried. I, I speak with Inner Circle member Lauren all the way in Ireland, and I don't want to give away too much yet, but she's amazing. She has an incredible perspective with her training and nutrition. We talk about how she's lost about 16 pounds in the last 10 weeks in the most sustainable, enjoyable way and what she's going to do moving forward as gyms open up and as she progresses with achieving her goals. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on with me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a wonderful day. Let's get into it. I'm very excited to finally get on the phone with you and to speak with you. And I want you to know this is 100% your time. So I I, okay. I saw your email. I know uh, it was in May, I believe. It was in May. Yes. And you were like, at that point in time, you just wanted to talk and see if we could talk about motivation and stuff along those lines. But I, I want, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. So any mm-hmm. questions you have, anything, this is your time. I'm here to help you in whatever way possible. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So we're recording and everything. Yeah, we're good to go. We're, oh yeah, we're recording. We're, we're good, good to, go. to go. But, but okay. the, we're recording, but this is just you and I, okay. like this is, for actually, it's, and it's I, I will say there, I do a lot of podcasts. I do usually at least two to three podcasts a day. Okay. I only publish about one a week. I'm late on this one. I'm I'm just like I'm super pell mell, especially right now with so much going on yeah. in the world. My head's all over the place. But I don't publish probably about fifty percent of them, um, and not nothing to do with quality. All to do with yeah. all to do with you know, if someone, if I feel like someone might not want me to put that piece of information out, I, I have no problem. This is why I make the podcast for inner circle members in terms of like, I want to talk to the inner circle members. It's who I prioritize in terms of getting on the phone for an hour. It's like, if, if there's anything that you say in this call, you're like, Hey, listen, I'd really, you rather not publish this. I have no issue with that at all. So this is just a conversation with you and me. Okay. Brilliant. That's that's good. Okay. Um, so I'll start off with a bit of background, really, about my weight and my fitness and stuff like that. Um, growing up, I didn't really have any idea on nutrition, fitness. Um, I know you've mentioned before, you know, I didn't grow up in a, a family where we had loads of money. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a single parent. Um, and But it never, you know, I was just a young, fit child who didn't have to worry about it you know um I then got a desk job when I was 19 mm-hmm. um no sorry 18 and you know I had my own money I was going to subway every day for my lunch and I was sitting down all the time <laughs> um and I gained I would say in probably about a year I gained about 30 pounds okay um now obviously at the time like I think it was in around 30 pounds looking back now. I didn't weigh myself all the time, so I wasn't 100% sure then. But I just knew, I just knew, like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm getting bigger, but I don't know what to do, you know? Like, it's just, uh, like, so out of the picture for me to even know where to begin. Um, The likes of Slimming World and stuff were very big here. You know, people do that a lot over here. Because especially, I don't know whether, you know, it's just because I'm older, but back then you know 10 years ago there wasn't much talk about calories and no there you know, was not. there wasn't was there it was just a case of i know it was a lot low fat low sugar yeah in the you in know the, in the nine it's so interesting in the 90s it was very low fat was the trend mm-hmm. 
right? And then in the after the 90s, then it was like low carb became the trend, especially around Atkins. So in the 90s, it was low fat, and then you you saw like uh, you saw a lot of like. Uh, I remember snack wells. I don't know if you have snack wells over there, but these no. they, there were these like cookies that had like zero fat, but the tons of sugar. Yeah. And then, and I remember my parents buying them and being like, well, these are good for you because they, they don't have any fat. Exactly. And then after that, Atkins came out and my, my both my parents went on Atkins and they're like, oh no, it's just, you can eat whatever you want as long as there's uh, no carbs exactly. or low carbs. Yeah. And I, I, and then after that, uh, and this, this, cycle happens all the time but it's very interesting because i really got into the industry right around 2004 2005 before really social media was much of a thing mm -hmm. and one i think before social media there was just a lack of good information and mm -hmm. and it was very difficult to find good information you, you had to go to the library or see like on on yeah. websites along articles uh now i think one of the major issues there's too much information yeah. that is actually there's a, a great amount of scientific based information that there's so much is overwhelmingly confusing and a lot of people are misinterpreting the, the science so i'm yeah. sorry keep yeah. going. no it's grand so um slimmer world was a thing here i know my mom had tried it before so it's like i don't know if you're familiar with slim world but you can eat like unlimited potatoes unlimited pasta and unlimited like Really? Rice and stuff like that. So when you go to Slim World, they can say, they'll say, so there's free foods, which is like potato pasta, and you can have as much of that as you want. Shut up. And then there's like speed foods, which is obviously your broccoli and your, your vegetables and stuff. And they say like, obviously, fill your plate up of half speed and then put as many potatoes on as you want. And then obviously there's sins and stuff. They call them so sins? I, they call them sins. Yes. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. kind yeah. of like you're allowed five to 15 sins a day, which is more what you use for your treats <laughs> and a certain thing will have a certain amount of sins. Wow. What a so, terrible I idea. I know, but it's, the thing about it is it does work. But when I, when I, so I'll go into it later, but like after I have my baby, I thought, right, I'm going to try slim work because I need an unlimited amount of food, but I just, I had a bit more knowledge then. And I just thought, you know, they say like, if you're hungry, go and get a big thing of Greek yogurt, but you could eat as much Greek yogurt as you want. Oh, okay. And I yep. just thought, you know, that is great and it's great protein, but I need to know how many calories I'm having a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I tried Slimming World, um, had a little bit of a success, maybe lost five pounds, but I was young, I was 18, 19, and I was partying and it, I just, my mind just wasn't in it. You know, yep. I was just thinking, nah, fuck this. <laughs> so um, I then moved to Australia when I was 19 and I was still about that 25 pound heavier than I ever was. And I did feel like, looking back now, I felt so shit about myself, but I just didn't know, you know, I just, I was lazy and I just didn't know anything about what I should do. So I spent the year and a half in Australia, maintained that weight easily. You know, I could party, but it, my weight never fluctuated really. It pretty much stayed there. Um, came home from Australia in 2015 um, and I started a thing called The Body Coach. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Wicks. I have, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So back then, I think I, that was I just don't know him personally, but everything I've seen from him, he seems very nice. Yeah, yeah. So I follow him on Instagram and I joined his plan because I was like, right, you know, I try just, just eat three meals a day, just eat when you're hungry. But... I had no idea on what protein was or, you know, fats, carbs, macros. 
Um, so I started the body coach now. He doesn't really go into calories as such. Um, mm. I know James Smith talks about this a lot in his book and his podcast. So he doesn't really explain how many calories you're eating or anything, but he just gives you, this is your meal plans. This is what you follow. But it was really good for me. I really needed that structure. I needed somebody to tell me, you have to eat this many times a day. You have to drink this much water. And these are your workouts. Because I hadn't stepped foot in a gym before in my life. So I started that and I've, I have got kind of notes here as well just to keep me right because my memory is so shocking. But um, I started that and it's a three month plan. And in the three months, I lost about 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and I went from 29.2 to 24.2% body fat. Wow. Um, and I felt like I just remember, and it's going to sound really vain, but I just remember feeling like going and buying different size clothes and just thinking... I feel amazing this is yeah. I haven't felt like myself for years and this is so amazing that I feel like this again you know um so it was the best I, I definitely say it's the best thing I ever done in regards to like at the time I was like if I'm ever struggling again I just need to do this plan it's three months of hard work but it flew by and it works and I know what to do so I finished that plan and started reading a wee bit more about calories Um, downloaded my fitness pal um, still didn't have a great idea. I kind of, I think I put in my goal weight into my fitness pal and it, you know, it gives you how many calories you should have. Um, or I'd put, yeah, that's what it was. And um, I kind of followed that and I was able to maintain that weight for about, I would say about three and a half years. Um, I wasn't really strict on counting calories, but I found a love for the gym. Mm. Um, I wasn't into big weightlifting, but, you know, dumbbells and lunges and squats with dumbbells and stuff like that. Um, and I really did find a love for it. And I was in the zone and I was able to maintain that weight for a good time. Um, now, I've done different programs here and there throughout it just to give me a little kick before holidays and stuff like that. But I definitely find that once I, I, I know people say it's, it's easy to lose weight, but it's hard to maintain it. But I definitely find it's the opposite for me. I can't. I can maintain my weight pretty easily if I, once I get to my place, I'm like, that's fine. And um, then I fell pregnant and it all went to shit. <laughs> and I gained, I think I gained about 50 pounds during pregnancy. Um, I was 50 pound up the day that I gave birth. Now, obviously I lost about 10 pound of that through baby and water. Um, so I had a good bit to lose. I just kind of went off the rails, to be honest. I just thought, at the start when I was sick, I was just eating everything that I could stomach. Um, and it was just usually bread and toast and pasta. Um, and I just went off the rails, like towards the end, I was just like, fuck it, I'll sort it out after. Like, I just want, I just want to eat all the time, you know? <laughs> um, and I remember when I was pregnant thinking, when this baby's born, you know, six weeks after you really get, you know, put your head down because I, I knew once the bump went down, I knew there would be a lot of fat there. Um, you know, my legs, my arms, everywhere, I just felt a lot bigger. So I had put on about 50 pounds and after my daughter was born, I struggled a lot to get the motivation. Obviously, the tiredness and being a new mummy and your hormones and everything, it is hard. Um, and you see all this stuff online of women who lose their weight so quickly and you think, how the fuck has she done that? <laughs> um, so I did. I struggled a lot and I just was in such a bad place with my appearance and how I looked. Like I just hated how I looked. Um, you know, the stretch marks and everything didn't really bother me, but I just felt like I I look a lot bigger than I should. So I 
actually for about a month I started the body coach again but it was too rigid for me it was too these are your meals and you have to eat these meals you know and they took a long time to make and it was just too rigid for me um so I started then I'm just gonna look at my notes again but I started listening to I found you on Instagram Mm -hmm. um loved your content I love how honest you are but you're not you call it out but you're not a dick about it you know you can you have a bit of empathy too um so I loved your content started listening to your podcast and watching your your YouTube videos and I just thought right calorie counting is the way to go it is the way to go for me I can't have anything too rigid um I tried slim world for a few weeks but I just thought I was kind of a wee bit more educated then on calories and I just thought I I want to know how many calories I'm eating here and I want to I don't want to be thinking you know, in three months time, will I have lost weight eating this much food? I'd prefer to just know what I was doing. So I done your calorie calorie count, calorie calculator, the mm-hmm. goal weight times 12. And I had lost then about, so I'd lost about in seven months after having my daughter, I'd got about 18 pound down. Wow. Um, now to me, that felt like such slow progress. Um, which obviously it isn't, but I just I'm was glad comparing, you know that now. <laughs> yeah, but I was kind of comparing myself to, you know, them years ago when I was on the body coach and lost 20 points in three months. And I was thinking, you know, people kept saying, you know, you've just had a baby. And, and I was like, you know, she's six months old now. Like, you know, obviously I'm a little bit tired, but she's starting to sleep through the night and my body feels fit for it. Like, I can't use that excuse anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, so I lost about the 18 pounds. So I sat at around 168 pounds. Um, I sat there for about five months. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I obviously fluctuated a wee bit. I was trying, but then I think I was binging a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually realize binge eating was a thing until I followed you. Now, yeah. I can't go as far as saying... I, I have a binge eating disorder because I don't I definitely don't think I do. Um after reading some of the stuff on the inner circle, I don't think I have that extreme guilt and all the emotions that come with it, but I do know when I'm doing it, I shouldn't be doing this and it's it's not good for me. Yeah, but I'll still spectrum. Sit. It's not just that you do or yeah. you don't. There's a spectrum of it, and that makes total mm-hmm. sense. I would still sit and eat like three thousand calories in one go and I would feel like shit about it and I think like any wonder you're not getting anywhere. But I just couldn't help myself. So I then decided to, I actually sent you a message as well. I decided to join the inner circle in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped for joy every time I seen a podcast coming out. I was like <laughs> to my boyfriend, I'm doing the dishes. I'm putting the earphones in. Don't talk to me. Let me listen to this podcast. <laughs> and everyone I listened to, I thought like this is just amazing. And listening to these people doing it, I just thought like this, these, these people can do it. And here in the store and, you know, watching your Big Mac challenge and knowing you can still enjoy your wine and your your treats, but everything has to be in moderation. So I was kind of always mad at myself, like I'm no further forward this week and no further forward. I keep fucking it up. I need a push. And I was back and forth to my boyfriend. He was probably so sick of listening to me, like saying, I need to do this and I need to do that. So I just thought, right, I'm joining the inner circle because I'd read so much obviously of your stuff and listen to it um and I joined that on the 7th of April um and now I'd, I knew obviously I watched the introduction video and I decided right the unicorn strong challenge is the the way to go mm-hmm. I need something I need a three-month challenge I just need to give it my all um and there was just something about 
like I know you say all the time, the Inner Circle Facebook group is just so empowering and everybody is so lovely and supportive, but they really, really are. <laughs> um, I have like the notifications on my phone always come through and there's so many posts every day and I just love reading through them and just seeing everybody struggling and somebody could write something and within 10 minutes they'll have a reply and I just needed that. I needed that help. Yeah. So I done started the Unicorn Strong Challenge, and I am due to finish it in two weeks. That's exciting. So I, I wouldn't say I have by no means been 80% consistent. I'd say probably my workouts, I think I struggle the most with workouts, especially okay. since lockdown. Yep. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I had to obviously adjust a lot of the things and, you know, figure out what else I could do. But I, I chose the three times a week option just purely because I'm still working from home and it's just hard to get the time. So I, I was trying to do it when my baby naps during the day. So I thought, get your workout done then. Smart. Um, and nutrition wise, I'd say I've been about 70% consistent. That's good though. It's still yeah. good. Um, and I have lost, so as of today, I've lost 16 pounds on it, which Shut to up. me is so amazing. It is so amazing because- Are you kidding me? I had sat, at 168 for so long and I thought like my goal weight was so I was 168 my goal weight's 146 so I'm so close and I for the first time since falling pregnant two years ago I like feel really happy that's you know I look at myself and think yes girl like you're you're getting there that's absolutely amazing I'm like so 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 happy to hear this and yeah one of my favorite parts just to quickly interject is that well let's look at nutrition at 70 percent consistent like I think some people will say like, oh, I've only been 70 percent consistent and ignore all the progress that they made. It's like if you can make amazing progress at 70 percent consistency yeah. and that allows you to enjoy it more and keep mm -hmm. it more sustainable, I'd say that's way better than being 90 yeah. percent consistent but not enjoying it as much and making yeah. maybe faster but less sustainable progress. I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. super impressed with you. Really incredible job. Thank you. Because um, I do still have, I'm definitely a weekend warrior style. I love mm -hmm. to put my head down Monday to Thursday, say um, I kind of figured out my calories and then multiplied it by seven. So I got my weekly calorie amount. Um, and I was eating 1400 calories Monday to Thursday, which I always thought carbs were the most filling food, but obviously not. Cause I living on 1400, but eating high protein is great. Yeah. Like I do find it completely doable. Um, and then I would have more at the weekends. Now I will say, there are weekends when, like, if say I'm meant to be having 1800 on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do just go over that a good bit. And I think that's maybe why I've been at about 153 pounds now for, I've kind of fluctuated a little bit up and down. Like, obviously, on a Monday morning, I'm higher because I've ate shit all weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I have noticed, like, last week it went down to 151. So I keep telling myself, right, you've got one last push. You need to lose eight more pounds, 10 more pounds. And I know that I can maintain a lot of these. You know, I, once I'm at a, a weight and I feel happy, then I'm willing to try more things and up my calories and hopefully when the gym reopens I can start lifting more weights and mm -hmm. so I have I've loved the unicorn strong challenge absolutely loved it 
Um, now the, the workouts this last month I've kind of been modifying it I got a few girls together and we've been doing workouts outside but I've been that's awesome throwing the Bulgarian split squats in there and yeah, they hate it there you go. Um, but I've loved it I really have loved it and I completely like in three months and we've been in lockdown and everybody's saying oh, I've gained so much weight in lockdown and people have said to me like you know, you've lost like a lot of weight haven't you and I said th- I think yes actually and I just thought I know at the start of lockdown you said it might not be the right time for people but I thought now is the time for me because I love there's no social events my boyfriend is going to be working from home there's just really no excuses for me here you know I love that makes me all of this you're impressing me beyond beyond words it's so important that for example I put out a piece of content I say now might not be the best time for weight loss and even though you like my content, you're in the inner circle, you looked at that and you said, well, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't yeah. want anyone looking at my content and thinking every single thing I say must definitively apply to them. It's like it's yeah. you have to you're you're so self-aware. And what you said earlier, it's holding you're very independent. Mm-hmm. You're you're so good at thinking for yourself and knowing what you need and calling yourself on your nonsense when maybe you're using more excuses and yeah. really doing what you know is right for you and and that's that's not as common as many people think so I really I I'm very impressed with your ability to do that um that said I also think it's a skill that people can develop it just takes a lot of self-awareness and objectivity in analyzing your behavior so I love that yeah thank you so I'm kind of now at a place where I'm waiting for we're waiting for the gyms to reopen Mm mm-hmm I've been looking through the inner circle at what I can do next. I love the idea of deadlift domination. Mm. Um, That's one of my I, favorite I, programs of I all haven't, time. I haven't massively been somebody who like deadlifts. And, you know, I hear on your podcast you saying, what's your heaviest deadlift? And I, I'm thinking, fuck, I wouldn't even know what my heaviest deadlift is. <laughs> but when I do do it or I incorporate it in a workout, I love them. Yeah. And I find, you know... It kind of hits every spot, and it is something that I want to improve on. Um, I'm not a fan of the bodyweight workouts. They're just not for me, throwing yourself <laughs> throwing yourself around. So it's just not yep. my cup of tea. So I'm trying to figure out, I, I highly doubt the gyms are going to open in the next two weeks. And when this Unicorn Strong Challenge ends, I'm trying to figure out where's the best place to go from here. Um. We have a wedding actually in Rome in September, not our wedding, but a friend's wedding. And I would just love to, and you know, that's 12 weeks away and you say, you know, a pound a week is great. And I would be so happy with that because I'm not at a place where I don't hate how I look. So I'm willing to go right slow and steady now. Yeah. Get to where you need to be, but there's no absolute rush. Whereas before I was like, I fucking hate how I look and I need to fix this now because I can't look like this any longer. So I'm trying to think whether I should go into momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, once maybe starting the deadlift domination when the gyms reopen, um, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, how long do you go into momentum for? I would love to go into momentum for four weeks, maybe, and then go back into a cut a few weeks before the wedding or six weeks before we go away. Because um, I didn't realize this is the thing I didn't realize you can go into momentum and you can lift heavier and you can have more energy. Oh. I do. Yeah, I do. I do want that because my energy levels, I'm just finished iron tablets because they were low. Um, but I got blood tests again two days ago and they're fine now. And I just, 
would love to have the energy to just go to the gym, lift heavy, and then as you say, with momentum, you're then ready for the next fat loss stage. You're not constantly battling with yourself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I love this. I'm very excited about this discussion. Um, first and foremost, I know I said it before, but deadlift domination is without question my top three favorite programs I've ever written in my entire life. Okay. It's like, and I've written thousands and thousands Loads. of programs. Deadlift domination is is it's one of the pro. Deadlifting is my specialty. It's like what really got me going in the fitness industry. And I've that program. It's I spent more time on that program than I can even begin to tell you. It's just like not only just actually writing it, but all of the years and years and years of studying I did leading up to that. It's like I'm so proud of that program. So I can't recommend you do it enough. If, if okay. you really, if you want to spend 60 days focusing on your deadlift, then that program is for you. Now I will also say because this question always comes up. People are like, well, I don't want to lose strength on my like squats or bench press or anything. It's it's a specialization phase for your deadlift, but you will still get stronger in your other lifts too. It's not only like only deadlifting would be the dumbest program ever written. Like it's not like you're only deadlifting, but that's the the specialization focus. For example, okay. um, in bodybuilding, sometimes a, a physique competitor will have a shoulder specialization phase where they do four to six or eight weeks really focusing on their shoulders and and still improving other aspects of their body, but those weeks maybe to bring up a quote-unquote weak or lagging body part. This specialization phase is for someone who's like, I love deadlifting. I love lifting heavy weight. I really, really, really want to improve my deadlift technique, master it, feel safer, more stronger, and confident with it, and also improve everything else, but that's really the main focus. So yeah. If you want to do that, I could not recommend it enough. Okay. I, I get super excited about talking about it because, <laughs> like, I've deadlifted for like twenty years now, and I still get super yeah. excited every time I go deadlift. Um, yeah. So, in terms of your nutrition, I really like the idea of switching into momentum for a little bit. Just um, what I'll say is this, and I want to clarify: you said you've lost sixteen pounds since Unicorn Strong Challenge started. Yeah. So 16 pounds in less than three months because you have two more weeks left, right? Mm -hmm. So that's on average, that's more than one pound a week, right? Yeah. So, I mean, your progress is not only is it phenomenal, it's faster than phenomenal. Okay. So this is everything that you've done has been tremendous. Even let's say you, you've been 70% consistent. Your progress is still unbelievable. Yeah. Like that's amazing. And this gives us a lot of great knowledge right because it means that let's say you're like hey you know what i'd rather have 2000 calories on friday saturday sunday then you might be able to increase your calories on friday saturday sunday to 2000 and still continue to lose fat maybe at around half a pound a week which yeah. great now you can continue to do that i bet you'd have more energy but i i do think taking some time to transfer into momentum is a very good idea now the the question is or the biggest struggle I see most people have, number one, is just increasing calories can be a little bit scary. But you sound like you are pretty determined and you're okay with it. Like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. increase my calories because you understand you're not losing progress. It's all done with the intent to get stronger, build more muscle, take a mental, emotional break from fat loss, get your energy up, and then go back into it. Mm -hmm. So the next issue that people have is when they decide they're going to go into a maintenance momentum phase, whatever you want to call it, they say, okay, cool. I'm going to go into maintenance momentum phase, but then after a day or two days or three days in, they feel like they're losing all their progress and they go back into a cut. Yeah. And it's that terrible cycle. So the most important thing that I say you you must do is 
have a definitive minimum time requirement that you must be in momentum for. Okay. Um, I would say a minimum time requirement would be two weeks. Um, it, I would say that's the the most brief time frame because I think the first three to five days are the quote unquote scariest for most people. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more more food in your stomach. You're going to be holding on to more water. Uh, things might fit a little bit differently. The scale is probably going to go up a little bit, and people freak out oftentimes when they see that. Like, okay, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. After that first week, your body adapts. It'll let go a lot of the water, and like your clothes will go back to fitting per usual and everything. And so that's why I say a minimum two weeks. Um, and then oftentimes after those two weeks, people are like, you know what? I'll extend it another two weeks. Yeah. And I think a month to two months is a great time frame. So if you want to do minimum two weeks, but up to four weeks, I think that's great. You'll definitely have more energy. You're going to feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And oftentimes it'll give you more motivation to go back into being very consistent with your nutrition, just because you just had a month where you could eat more food and and not focus on it as much. And then after that happens, once you give yourself a mental, emotional break, you're like, all right, yeah, let's go in it. Let's go at it hard. Like time to be consistent. So does that make sense? Does that answer that question? Definitely. Um, I think my only question would be, I wouldn't want to go into, so the main reason I think going into momentum is good, and correct me if I'm wrong, is going into that and being able to have more energy and go and lift heavier weights. But at the minute, obviously at home, I don't have a great amount of weights. So my thoughts were wait until the gym reopens, which hopefully, it's, I know it's a lot slower than the US, but hopefully, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks away. Um, and then go into momentum because then I can put my all into the gym, lift heavy. Yeah. So I'm thinking, continue with the calorie deficit, see if I can lose a little bit more, if I can lose maybe three more pounds before then yeah. and then go into it. Do you think that's a good idea then? And then once I'm able to get back in the gym and start deadlift domination and put my all into it, then go into momentum. If you told me right now that you are just dragging and you feel terrible and you have a super hard time being consistent and you hate everything that's going on in a calorie deficit, I would say go into momentum right now. There would be no reason to wait. If what you're doing is doable and enjoyable and, uh, and it's not stressing you out, I'd say go for it. Like stay in a calorie deficit. Um, know that it's probably okay for you to eat slightly more considering your rate of weight loss thus far, but Mm -hmm. stay in a calorie deficit until you can go back to the gym, start lifting heavy weights and then go into momentum. And from your, I think the most important thing for you to do is have a definitive start date and a definitive minimum amount of time that you do it for. And so you have, you know, okay, let's say you're going to start on August 1, just whatever. So you must go to at least from August 1 to August 14. Mm-hmm. That way it's like, cool, you know it's your minimum time requirement. And this is sort of the issue with strength training where people, they'll just start going to the gym, but they won't have a program. So then they, they go back and forth. They, yeah. they're, they're inconsistent. They might start one thing and then go to another thing. Same thing with nutrition. You, I would very strongly urge you to have a day on which you must start momentum and a day mm-hmm. at which you must hit at least that amount of time and then you can reassess from there. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because was, I was worried about starting it now and then not having them weights that I'll be able to go and lift and really put my mind to it. So, And I'm not dragging at all. You know, I, I'm i loving – I know it's because whenever we, you, I hear you speaking about binge eating and stuff, especially 
then months before joining the inner circle when I wasn't really calorie counting and stuff, but I was trying to be good. I find myself binge eating all the time. Mm. And I definitely think the better I feel about myself and the more progress that I can see, it minimizes my binge eating. That makes me super happy. That makes me very, very happy. I feel like listening to podcasts, that maybe isn't the case. I feel like um, I know you're a big advocate for the three meals and the two snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, there's guidelines around that on how, you know, certain snacks have to fit in the palm of your hand. But I feel like if I had that, I would just go fucking crazy. And I wouldn't know, like, at the minute when I have my weekend warrior style, I know that on a Saturday night, I can sit down with my boyfriend, have a bit of pizza and have a bit of wine. Whereas I think the, f- the three meals and the two snacks, I wouldn't know where that line crosses. I wouldn't know. I would just start thinking, well, it's a plate. You know, I'd kind of convince myself that it was okay. Yes, that's the distinction. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's trying to figure out. No, it's that it's that you know yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so this is actually, I forgot to bring this up earlier. You said something earlier that really stuck out to me. You, The first time you tried the body coach, you said you really liked it. And it was really yeah. good for you at that point in your life. And you lost a significant amount of weight. You maintained it. After you had your child and you tried to do it again, it didn't work for you anymore just yeah. based on. And that is so important for people to know is that what works for you at one point in your life might be the worst thing for you at another point in your life. And that's when I first started coaching. Do you, do you know the the reason why I made the three plates, two snacks, like why I decided to start using that? So you struggled with binge eating as well, didn't you? You were, because yeah. obviously I've listened to everything. So you've, you had to keep dropping down when you were competing, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and so I came up with it for myself but even then, I was still so early on in my career as a coach that I still was essentially only pushing calorie counting as the way to lose lose fat, even though I wasn't using it at that time because I didn't want to lose fat anymore, blah, blah, blah. But I still, as a coach, a major mistake that I made in that time of my life, my career was still only pushing calorie counting. And I even had in my um, – I put a, I sent a PDF to all people who wanted to work with me. I was like, if you're not willing to count calories, we can't work together. And, mm-hmm. and that was a big mistake that I made because looking back and, and again, like everyone makes mistakes in their career and in their life, looking back, that's one of the things I regret the most because mm-hmm. I always wonder, well, how many people could I have helped if I didn't limit that to you must count calories? I still think people should do it, but I'll never turn someone away anymore if they don't. That was me being very short-sighted and very dogmatic. And then I realized, I was like, listen, it's not their job to conform to my method. It's my job as a coach to find a way that will help them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started giving the three plates, two snacks, three plates, three snacks, or whatever it was to different people. And I started to experiment, and I found that for the people who – had a very bad relationship with food or just were super busy, they didn't want to count calories, that it worked super well. And that was, I think, one of the biggest biggest and mo- most proud moments that I have in my coaching career is overcoming that dogmatic viewpoint and and realizing that you don't have to count calories to be successful. But this all goes back to knowing yourself. For some yeah. people, calorie counting is the best. And for mm-hmm. other people, it's the worst. 
And it doesn't mean that for the people for it's the worst, it doesn't mean that calories don't matter. It just means that meticulously tracking for them isn't the best bet at that point in their life. Yeah. And so, so I think that the fact that you know yourself so, so well to know that, Hey, I would probably justify eating more than I should using that method. That's, that's it. That's all you need to know. You know, you do better with that definitive amount. I was kind of panicking a bit because after when I first emailed over and Kat had responded and mm-hmm. we had originally booked in a podcast, I think the podcast was due to be like the following week and you'd released a podcast with somebody about struggling with binging and how mm-hmm. she should do the three plates and two snacks. And I listened to it and I thought, fuck, he's going to tell he's gonna tell me to do that. And even today I was thinking, oh, what if he tells me to do three plates and two snacks? Not obviously not tell, but what if he suggests and thinks that's really the best thing for me when right now I know it's not now don't get me wrong I think eventually you know once I reach my goal weight and I get to a place that I'm comfortable I would like to, I heard you saying that if somebody's really hesitant you'd maybe recommend doing it one day a week mm-hmm. just to get themselves used to it and I don't think it would I don't think I'd want to count calories for the rest of my life I don't think I do Um, I love it I love being able to stick the data in within five minutes have my Kit Kat or my beer or whatever in the evening and know, right, you're not fucking this up by having this because it's within your calories. And I just mm-hmm. like that peace of mind at the end of the night, you know, you haven't fucked it up because you've had a glass of wine. Um, but I do think that, you know, maybe after baby number two, I, want to, I don't think that I'll be able to count calories for the rest of my life. So I do think it is an avenue I'd love to go down eventually. Yeah. Um. So it is something I would like to look at. But I think now the calorie counting is working really well for me I really enjoy it it gives me peace of mind and I just know where I stand and it, it, it you know it does work I I think that you articulated that perfectly and and you know I'm I'm very blunt I'll tell you what I think and what I believe yeah. and and um I have no pro- if someone if I'm talking with someone and I can see based on the things they say the things that I can tell they're trying to hide like just things that I've picked up from speaking and coaching thousands of people then I'll tell them hey listen like I actually won't tell them what to do if you like especially if you listen to the podcast you know I sort of get them to say it themselves I was actually listening you put one up yesterday I think like an oldie but a goodie and it was your podcast with um god I can't even remember her name it was the lady yeah Leanne was Ward? Was it, was yes it? yeah and I was listening to that earlier on trying to get myself ready and was like Look, he's not that scary yeah. um and it, you were saying about how something might be um like work really well for you at a certain point in your life but then the next time it won't work and it's just not ready it's not good for you at that time and the same with you saying as well about the what you were saying where um what we sorry my mind's completely gone blank there what was your last comment the oftentimes we know what we need to do like we know it ourselves and and i've always found that if i just tell someone i'm like hey you need to do this they are very likely to give me the middle finger and walk away. Yeah. But if through a conversation we talk and I just ask the right questions and listen, then they'll usually come out with the answer on their own. Now, sometimes it's harder for other people. Sometimes they'll get defensive. They can sometimes sense where the conversation is going and they'll yeah. put up these defenses. And then the resp- the best response is to ask the right questions again and again and again. But mm-hmm. you are very, very self-aware. And you're also very honest with yourself. You are very objective. You, you, the things that you say 
show very clearly you're in a in a great mindset. Yeah. And there, I have no question in my mind, number one, that you're going to achieve your goals. Like I'm very excited, whether it's in three months or six months or a year to hop on another podcast with you. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to hopefully meet you in person one day yes. and talk about it. But there's no question in my mind that you're going to reach your goals because you're making very sustainable, steady progress. You're doing it in a way that's enjoyable. You're very objective about it. And you're so open-minded. You, you know that in the future, things might change. Mm -hmm. The people who often need something else, like for example, someone who's so rigid with their calorie counting and they're very against the three plates, two snacks, like no way, no way, no way. That's the person that oftentimes needs it because they're in their mind, they're like, no, 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 absolutely not. They're super scared. I'm like, there's a, a reason this is so scary for you. We got to talk about it. For you, you know, like this is working for you right now, but you yeah. also know maybe down the road, it might not, and maybe you don't want to do it, but for right now, it's doing great. So I think that yeah. you're in a great spot in your life to make that judgment call. And mm -hmm. then also, I mean, this is one of the biggest components that makes me think you're in such a good spot. You're okay going into momentum. And in fact, you were the one that brought it up. Yeah. Mo most people who are, who are, who really need a change with their approach, they would not be willing to go into momentum there. It's, and it's a scary thing for many people to increase your calories when you feel like you haven't reached your goal yet and you think you're going to lose all your progress. Everything you've said and the way you've said it shows how aware you are, how objective you are, and how patient you are. And, and again, I'm super impressed. And I think that you're doing literally everything right. And and I love, I love that you've, quote unquote, only been 70% consistent mm -hmm. rather than 90%. I love that okay. because – you could have made faster progress, but I don't care about faster progress. I, f I care about better progress. Yeah. I care about enjoyable, sustainable progress. The fact that you've been 70% consistent and have continued to make progress, that to me is so outrageously incredible and, and so much better than more consistent but less enjoyable. So I, I, I can't say there's enough. Thank you just you. impressed me beyond belief, and I think that you're an incredible role model for many, many people with the approach and mindset that you have. Thank you. No, I definitely agree because, you know, before joining the inner circle, I knew what I needed to do. You know, I'd watched your videos and stuff, but um, when I went crazy at the weekends, I just always felt guilty about it. And But now I, since starting the Unicorn Strong Challenge, and I'm a little bit more rigid, but you know, I still do allow myself drinks at the weekend and maybe I will go over by 200 calories than I should have, but I don't freak out. Whereas before I would have thought like, what are you doing? Like, it's not, it's never <laughs> going to work if you keep doing this. Whereas seeing the results and seeing how good quality of life that I can have, you know, and be able to have a pizza, you know, on our anniversary or, and not feel guilty about it. Whereas before I just find myself constantly feeling guilty about eating things that you shouldn't eat yeah. um, and there may be times that I do go over my deficit on a on a week but I just think you know it's fine you can't as you say you can't fuck this up and just jump on tomorrow because I used to definitely like eat 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 and then just think you, you fucked it up now what's the point <laughs> but I'm definitely like I've definitely changed my mindset where it's fine like you've whatever you've done start again tomorrow and I do I just jump back on again and I've never been during a fat loss and weight loss phase I've never been like that it was all or nothing mm. but now I've definitely found the balance of enjoying it and it's it works for me I'm so happy to hear that and 
I just want you to know the things that you say, you say them so nonchalantly and so relaxed and almost as if they're not really a big deal, but you have become a very high level dieter, we'll call it a very, um, self-aware, very, you know what, we'll almost call this intuitive eating. And, And that's like a buzzword right now, like intuitive eating. You have worked your way through the process through education and trial and error and and giving yourself grace and also being very honest with yourself you've learned what works for you what doesn't work for you and and you even something as simple as like you said i can have pizza on with you can have pizza with your partner and yeah. be okay with it that it rolls off the tongue but mm-hmm. many people have deep internal battles with with that if they had a pizza at their kid's birthday party that could ruin their entire weekend mentally and emotionally so the fact that you you've come so far you have such a in, intelligent objective view of this and you're continually looking to improve that's an important part too you're i was in jujitsu this morning and, and my coach was talking to me and he's like he goes i know you're only a white belt but you really got to think one step ahead always. And and you're doing that with nutrition. You're always thinking one step ahead. You know, well, I don't have the the gym right now, but maybe once I do have the gym, I can go into momentum and give myself a little break. You're you're thinking one step ahead. You're not focusing on right now, which mm-hmm. it is important to focus on now, but it's not now or never. It's now and later. And you're always yeah. looking at that in the future and you're analyzing you're not thinking like, well, this pizza will ruin my progress forever. You're thinking like, I'm going to enjoy this pizza and also get back on track and I'll be fine. It's just yeah. such a huge shift. Yeah. I just find, though, definitely the past, say, three weeks, I do find I've definitely maintained a little bit more and I've been a little bit too lenient on myself. So what I am <laughs> trying to rein that in now, I think because this is, I think, why I can maintain very easily. Monday to Thursday, I'm great. But because I'm starting to feel good about myself, I feel like you don't have to be in like, in like a strict deficit now at the mm-hmm. weekend. You know, be a little, I had drinks with the girls outside on Saturday and I ate more than I should have. But I think now I just want to give myself one last kick um, in a deficit for maybe two or three weeks before the gym opens, then go into momentum, you know, enjoy that and then go back into a deficit again because I'll be mentally ready for it then and mentally ready to really give it my all. And for whatever it's worth, that's one of the major reasons I'm such a huge proponent of having a start date and an end date or a start date and a minimum time requirement. Because let's say you're like, yeah, I'm just going to be in a deficit until it's mm-hmm. like when you start making progress and you're starting like you're, you're enjoying how you look and you're getting so confident. It's very easy to lose motivation because it's the mystery is gone. You know how yeah. to do it now. You're just like, it's not like a, there, you're, there's no secret, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but when you have a, when you give yourself a, a start date and an end date or a start date and a reassessment date, it, it's much easier to stick to it because like before it all started, you said, this is my plan. Here's my plan. It's very easy to go off track consistently when you don't have a plan. And yeah. this is why every month in the inner circle, there's a new workout and there's new nutrition guidelines and there's all this because it's so, if you don't have a program, if you don't have a plan, it's so easy to just say, ah, whatever. And yeah. For people who need more accountability and structure, I think setting start dates and reassessment dates are so, so helpful. So I think for you right now, staying in the deficit, 
And then when the gym opens, going into momentum, making sure you have that start date and reassessment date. And it's just a, a really smart plan. Okay. No, I'm excited. I am excited now. I was, I was a little bit, oh, I don't want to go into momentum, but I do think knowing that I'll have a start date and an end date when the gym, you know, when work comes out, the gyms are reopening in two weeks, I'll think, brilliant. That's it. Yeah. That's your date and give it two weeks. And if you want another week or two, that's fine. Do that. And then mentally I'll be ready to go in because I'll also have not an end date again, but I'll have a goal for the wedding that we're going to attend in Rome and I'll want to feel good and I'll be warm and I'll be running about after my daughter and I don't want to feel horrible, <laughs> you know? So I think it's, it is good to set yourself little goals, isn't it? And, and not too far away. So you're, yes. you've always got your mind in the straight. I couldn't agree more. I could not possibly agree more. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, thank you for speaking with me. Thank you. Um, I do want, is there anything else you want to discuss? Do you have any other questions? No, I don't. I've, I've actually really enjoyed this at the start. I was so nervous and I thought, oh, this guy's famous. Oh, um, my, I was texting my no. friends and I was like, fuck, what are you going to do? Like, what have <laughs> I done? Um, but no, I've, I have really enjoyed this. And it was lovely to hear your feedback because in my mind, I felt like, you know, I know this is right, but I just, I don't want to make you embarrassed or anything, but I do just look up to you and I just think he's really helped me and I just love your approach to everything and it would just be nice to hear him saying you're doing the right thing and then that'll give me that yes right okay that's it I am doing the right thing just a little bit more confidence so it's exactly what I needed thank you very Good. much and I really hope you know if I thought you weren't doing the right thing yeah. I would that would have this discussion would have gone very differently as you know, know. you listen to my podcast if yeah. I don't I'm not mean about it but will I will lead the discussion in a way that will lead to a change this discussion went the way it did because I'm so impressed with you. And if if you only get one thing from this, it's that you must you must understand that you are doing incredibly well and you're okay. you're making the right decisions. Your intuition is leading you in the right direction. Trust yourself, trust your gut. You are incredibly smart. I'm beyond impressed. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna get emotional because I'm super excited about what <laughs> everything you've done. So am Just, I. Yeah. You're you're doing amazing and I really, really hope you you know that with all your heart. Thank you. No, I do. Thank you so much, Jordan. It, it means a lot. Of course. Have a wonderful day. And uh, please keep in touch, okay? I will do. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And again, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. For anyone who's wondering if you want to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at www.sfinnercircle.com. I will put a link in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.